You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When you're pregnant, chances are you're thinking more about the birth than what comes after. And if you are thinking about the after, it's wondering about things like what your baby will look like and how you might manage the whole parenting caper. You may not have thought about how you'll be feeling physically. So what's the reality of how women can feel post-birth? Obviously, there will be a wide variety of experience depending on the type of birth you've had. But Liz Evans is a women's physiotherapist who's treated many women and has a fair idea on what the post-birth body is really like particularly because she had her third baby only nine months ago. Hi, Liz. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm really well. Thank you for having me here today to talk about such an important topic. My pleasure. Now, we have spoken in years past before you added to your own brood, and it can be difficult to throw your mind back once Um, you have been through childbirth three times. But I'm wondering if you can remember how your body felt after the birth of your first child? I can. I thought you might ask me this, actually. So I actually, <laughs> just before I kind of jumped on the call, I, I had a bit of a, a bit of a think because as a women's health physio, you get so used to looking at other women's bodies and, you know, talking to them about the statistics and whatnot. And I kind of, you know, sat back and just reflected on how I felt because, you know, as you just mentioned, I've had three babies and I've had three very different births. And my first birth, despite, you know, all the training and me seeing so many women and I thought I was prepared for what my body post-birth was going to feel like, I still wasn't. (laughs) Um, And it really came as a bit of a a shock to me as to how disconnected my body felt. And, you know, I think all through pregnancy, I kind of kept on thinking, gosh, I just can't wait to be postnatal just to feel like I've got my body back again, you know, Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, I don't have... uh, my body hasn't been kind of taken over by a complete different creature that has basically (laughs) run me for the last nine months. So my first birth was a vaginal delivery and I had an episiotomy and I had a von Tuss delivery. So I had the kind of suction kind of of the baby to kind of get the bub's head out. She got a bit caught. So I kind of remember basically kind of trying to get around kind of the the hospital bed and feeling because I had stitches with the episiotomy and just feeling that real pull through the stitches every time I tried to move through the bed so I could definitely feel that episiotomy wound kind of you know pulling Uh, as a women's health physio I couldn't help myself I had to get a hand mirror out and have a look at my vulva (laughs) and I am (laughs) and I'm used to looking at vulvas on the postnatal ward and um you know, I got the handheld mirror down and I was like, oh my God, I look like I have two black and red hot dogs down there. Like just like <laughs> bruised, swollen, like. I shouldn't laugh because it's not a pleasant, <laughs> it's not a pleasant feeling. I mean, look, no. I don't know how many women actually would take a mirror. Like I didn't want to know what it looked down like down there, but I know that it hurt. <laughs> that would be the normal response, Siobhan. I've, I don't think <laughs> I'm normal when it comes to this stuff. I've got a very curious mind and I think I wasn't frightened by it. And I think that this is where I always think that I'm quite lucky is that I've seen so many postnatal vulvas that I guess I was kind of expecting it, but it was because it was my own. I was like, whoa. 
Yeah. <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, that they, they were pretty swollen because it had a bit of a difficult kind of birth. And, um, and I could feel that, like I could even feel that, you know, I couldn't sit on a chair properly. So, um, you know, I had to kind of raise myself up on a chair because my vulva was so swollen that it couldn't even contact the chair. Yeah. Um, so that sense of kind of, I guess, vulnerability around the vulva was very mm. um, prominent for me. And then I think, you know, if we stay down in the down there bits for now, I, you know, I've, again, I had, you know, pelvic floor physio, so kind of had done all, all the right things for my pelvic floor. Um, but still, you know, on approach to the toilet, on the postnatal ward, would feel an urge to do a wee and kind of wouldn't quite make it to the toilet on time and get a bit of a trickle of urine. And again, because I'm educated, I knew that I was with the other kind of 50% of women, mm. <laughs> but in all the other postnatal wards, the same was kind of happening. And so part of the reason for that is, yes, the pelvic floor was battered and bruised, so it wasn't working very well. It had, you know, stretched and opened more than three times its normal length yes. in the delivery and um, a big thing that people don't know about is like the the nerve supply to the pelvic floor the nerve during kind of labor gets so it's called the pudendal nerve it gets really stretched and kind of gets a lot of micro trauma through it and as a result the the nerve endings you know where it like meets with the muscle weren't firing and so even though I was like trying to walk to the toilet going squeeze your pelvic floor I couldn't feel it squeezing yes I remember that I remember thinking hold on a second I have done my pelvic floor exercises and while it's not it is still quite a subtle feeling even before (laughs) childbirth actually not being able to connect with it is quite a strange sensation so bizarre and I I, I, it's funny I just I knew that but I wasn't prepared for it because I thought oh you know, I'm a pelvic floor physio, I'll be able to do this. Um, <laughs> and then a <laughs> bit of a high achiever there, but, you know, <laughs> I was putting my I was put in my box um, and then, you know, went to the toilet and, you know, tried to, a very common little trick that, you know, we, if people are struggling to get the pelvic floor working, we don't recommend you do it very often, but just, you know, midstream, just see if you can actually slow or stop the urine flow down a little bit. That's a nice way just to try and see if you can connect with the pelvic floor. And I tried to do that and nada. There was no stopping of the urine flow. There was no (laughs) slowing down. And I was like, right, I've got to build from baseline. And so that was humbling, I think, for me to go, okay, like, you know, I've done all the right things, but it doesn't really matter because what's, you know, I had quite a difficult birth and it is, you know, just like everybody else experiences. So that's, I guess, the story of my vulva. (laughs) Um, That sounds like that sounds like a book title. The story of my vulva. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and 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 then you know, I think going to the toilets, you have to measure your first few weeks. You know, I remember kind of looking into the spicy pan, and my urine was pink. And just those little things that you're just like, yeah, right. Of course, it's pink. It's got blood through it, but it's that type of stuff that I think a lot of women aren't necessarily prepared for. And then you've got the first poo you have to do post-birth and mm. I as I just said I've had stitches down there and so there is that anxiety of going oh my god I don't want to push again yes <laughs> you know I've got these stitches down here and you know um, you feel like so it's a very common feeling of women feeling really scared to open their bowels and so some women actually end up not you know trying to kind of end up getting constipated because they're too scared so they kind of hold it in so there's no physical reason after childbirth that you would get 
constipated apart from that fear of opening your bowels? There definitely is. So any, like the pain relief medication will often make women constipated. So particularly women that have had a Caesar or women that might have had a um, bit more of a difficult birth where they're requiring a bit more pain relief. So the medication constipates women. Depending on how long women have laboured for, they might end up being quite dehydrated. And then obviously women are quite sedentary. So once you have a bub, you're not up and about moving around. And that's, you know, something that normally stimulates your kind of your bowel reflex to kind of go. Mm. So one of the things that is kind of, again, I, you know, one of the tips I give pretty much every woman that's about to have a baby is that don't be scared of the first poop. Make sure you're eating lots of prunes and apricots and pears. And if you need some, some supplements on the ward to help soften the poo to go, it'll make it a lot easier. And then, you know, I kind of got a bit of toilet paper on my hands and actually essentially supported where my stitches were whilst I opened the bowels and and that kind of it's just psychologically like this little bit of support there and you know it actually surprised me that it opening my bowels didn't hurt. You know the other thing that I only heard after I'd had my baby was in terms of your physicality and in terms of what you've you've gone through to birth the baby not just in your nether regions not just your vulva and your cervix and all the rest of it but I mean when you think about birth it's pretty much your whole body that's engaged Mm. in trying to help your baby come out into the world and I know we often get a rush of hormones that helps with that but how did you feel physically after that apart or was it or was all your concentration on your pelvic floor no, 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 it definitely wasn't. <laughs> I just thought I could get to the juicy bits first. You know? um, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Like I've, my body felt like absolutely exhausted, you know, completely and utterly knackered. Um, I remember like my tummy in particular kind of felt really, 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 really tender. Yes. Essentially, you know, it, it had actually, and I'm not just talking the uterus because and the, the postnatal tummy, you know, again, that it really fascinated me because I felt completely disconnected to it. I felt like, why do I still look so pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, and it felt really soft. My whole tummy felt really soft and tender, but yet the whole uterus area feels really hard. So it's kind of this really strange sensation in the abdomen. But yeah, my tummy felt bizarre my whole body as I said felt completely achy and like I would have loved to have tucked myself up in bed for a week but as we know you know when you've just had a baby there's no tucking yourself up in bed for a week pretty much (laughs) ever Um, (laughs) no so it's kind of I think the you know I really kind of think and again I've been through it three times now and I think the adrenaline really gets you through and then I know for me it's you know around that three month mark where all those everything just starts to fade away and the real exhaustion really kind of kicks in but I think at that point you're achy but you're you're on a high you know you're on a high that you've you've done it and this bub's here and everyone's bringing beautiful energy to you and so you you're kind of getting that energy from them and so and I think you know if if you're on the postnatal world where they've got some decent pain relief that helps as well (laughs) yes I remember a friend of mine telling me once that she used to go to the hospitals and give post-birth massage which I wonder what Hmm. you think of that as a physio is that I mean obviously not in the first few days because everything is so incredibly tender but do you you think that would help? 
Look, I've never actually, you know, I've worked worked on quite a lot of kind of maternity hospitals in both, you know, in in Australia and the UK, and I've never actually seen that. Um, yes, right. I think that, yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like probably in those first few days it might be a bit too much. Um, yes, but I certainly think that you know, there's it certainly once women get home and. I think that in the first few days, it's very much about establishing that milk supply. And I think that that's the other thing, you know, that the boobs, um, the boobs <laughs> are what, <laughs> like that was, you know, besides my shots on my pelvic floor, I think the boobs was just kind of blew my mind. Like I'm somebody that's not very big busted. And like, I was like, oh my God, I just look like I've had the biggest breast implant that I <laughs> ever possibly could have. They were up to my chin and like, <laughs> and the size, but the also discomfort of the boob, you know, the leakiness that's happening every time the baby cries, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, what's happening? And I got quite a lot of nipple pain. I've got really sensitive. I've got a bit of a nipple condition that I didn't know about until I had bub. And so the nipple pain, the leaking boobs, the size of them, the engorgement as milk comes in and the agony that that brought with it was rather enlightening. <laughs> well, it's funny when you said that after you'd had the baby, it was like, oh, you know, almost like you had your body back. But I don't think mm. I felt like I truly had my body back until I'd finished having babies, which was only mm. two for me. But then when my youngest had stopped breastfeeding, that was the only time I felt like I had my body back because like you mentioned, your your breasts, is they're responding to your child and what they need, apart from the mm. fact that you, when you have small babies and small children, your body doesn't belong yeah. to you anyway, does it? Oh, I, I, no, absolutely. So I 100% agree with you. I think I thought that when I was in my first pregnancy. Yes. I, I was thinking like towards the end of pregnancy, I can't wait to be postnatal so I can have my body back again. And I'm not talking my body bounce back, just my me, my body yes. back. Yes. But I agree. I feel like my bub, my third bum now is nine months. My breastfeeding journeys haven't ever been amazing. So I wrapped up breastfeeding with her at about kind of five and a half months. And even though that finished then, I can probably feel at this nine month mark now, I'm starting to feel a bit more like me. Yep. So I think we're all got a slightly different time frame. And I think, yes, absolutely. If I was still breastfeeding now, I think that I would feel like that because you realize that your breasts are pretty much the property of somebody else and mm -hmm. <laughs> you're not going to feel like it's your body until it is your body again. Well, that um, period where we have our checkup at six weeks, the mm. idea behind that is that it's a good time to see how you're healing and how you're doing. But in your experience as a, a women's physio, how far along the healing path are you at six weeks? So, look, at the six-week mark, you're on your way. You're definitely very, very early days and certainly kind of traditionally the six-week check would be you see your obstetrician, midwife or GP and in that, you know, half-an-hour appointment they've got with you, it's very quick in terms of their job then is to screen everything, screen baby, screen your mental health, screen that if your uterus is contracting down, talk to you about birth control and family planning, check in to make sure your stitches are healing. And that, there's a lot to achieve. And, if, you know, if that's the first appointment a mother has attended and it's kind of a quick 30 
minutes or so, you know, you can imagine that not a lot actually gets talked about. Mm. It's been so wonderful to watch probably in a, particularly in Australia over the last five years, there's starting to really be this focus on women now starting to kind of routinely see a women's health physio at six weeks. And that's what we, that, that, that's what we're pushing. We're actually pushing the Australian government to provide that for free and it, you know, Medicare funded because that's what they do in many other countries. And women really deserve it and they need it because at that six week check i'm not only looking for pelvic floor strength but i'm looking to see if that hiatus is starting to come in a little bit i'm looking for signs early signs of prolapse or kind of you know progress signs of prolapse already um, so there's lots of things that we look at lots of indicators to show us at that point if a woman is on a really great recovery trajectory or whether she's a bit higher risk and that's why, you know, I think those of us that do the, you know, women's health physios around the country really feel like we want Medicare to cover these because I want every woman to be able to come to these appointments because if we can pick up on those high-risk issues so early at the six-week mark, we've got a pretty good chance of treating, we've got a pretty good chance of reducing the ongoing impacts for a woman's lifetime and, you know, I guess the impact to a woman and her family, her um her ability to return to exercise, confidence in, you know, returning to the workforce, you know, all of those types of things has a huge run-on effect to how she recovers after her baby. And and not having had a, a checkup with a woman's physio until, oh, six years after my last child was born, I, I can see <laughs> how much is missed at the regular yeah. six-week checkup because it really... It is really very brief, very quick, and I don't think mine mm. was even more than 15 minutes, to be honest. That's right. It's not the GP or it's not nobody's fault because that's essentially the allocated time and it's just that they're two completely different appointments. Look, how does your body feel now after nine months with the bub on the outside? I'd say so, you know, I'm three, three bubs done now and I'd say definitely this third recovery has been probably been my slowest and I think that that's kind of part and parcel of the fact that you know when you've got three kids you've got less time you're more tired you've got a bit less energy it's been COVID times as well so it's kind of you know there's been a lot to juggle but I would say at this nine month mark I'm feeling really good I feel like was I as strong as what I was before babies absolutely not I take a you know a, a nice slow graduated foundations first approach to healing. So I really, particularly this time, decided that I was really going to embrace the fourth trimester. And rather than try and you know kind of race back to you know trying to get strong and and exercise and whatnot again, I kind of really decided that 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 fourth trimester is really a time to kind of you know nurture and respect the body you know for everything that is done. Well, Liz, it sounds like a good guide for anyone who's recovering post-birth. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Siobhan. That's Liz Evans. She's a women's physiotherapist at Women in Focus Physiotherapy, and she does have some amazing resources online, and I'll pop links to those in the notes of this episode. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove 
at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.